Welcome to the Strong Men, Strong Marriages podcast. Here we are on a mission to get strong, get attractive, and get the marriage of our dreams. I'm your host, Mike Frazier. Let's do this. Right, men, welcome to today's episode of Strong Men, Strong Marriages, how to control your temper. So this is coming off of me losing my temper recently. <laughs> and you know, some of the lessons that I uh, learned from that needed to apply, uh, applied later, that kind of thing. Uh, my name is Mike Frazier, MD, and I help high achieving men save their marriages. So here's what a lot of, a lot of us do right now. So look, it's normal to get angry and to be frustrated in your life and in your marriage. Okay. It's normal. It happens. People, they're going to do things you don't like, or you'll want them to do something and they won't do it, whether that's your wife, whether that's your kids, you know, whatever. In marriage, typical areas of um, conflict are money, sex, in-laws, parenting, religion, housework. Now the holidays are coming up, holiday plans. Um, I'm working with a guy right now. He's going through, you know, divorce proceedings and I'm just so proud of him. You know, uh, a lot of this, he's been applying a lot of things we're going to talk about today and he's just managing it so well, just getting through it. I'm really, really proud of him. Um, he, he came in having a lot of trouble managing his anger and now going through something so difficult. He's used all the resources we're going to talk about and is just doing so well. Um, but these are things that can get us angry, right? Frustrated. So, there's a couple of methods that we tend to use to deal with this. One, I'm going to call it the volcano method. <laughs> so basically you have this resentment and anger building up in you. Little things keep kind of piling up, right? But you don't really say anything about it. You say, no, it's fine, right? Let's say it's with money. Your wife's spending too much or she's not spending enough on you or whatever, right? And it's just bothering you, bothering you. Or she's not picking up the house and it's just bothering you, bothering you, not picking up her messes. Um, or she's with her, her parents all the time, all the time. It's just bothering you, bothering you, bothering you. And you pile it up, piles up, but you never say anything, right? Until you finally explode about something small. Okay. It's like, she's at her in-laws all the time. And then one day she's like, Oh, Hey honey, could you pick up some eggs from the store? And you're like, why does, why is that ever, why do I have to do everything you want? Why don't you ever do anything I want? I can't believe this. Right. So this is the volcano method. It's also like the second part of the mosquito cycle where we do nice things for our wife, but we expect something back from her, but we never tell her what it is. Um, and then we get mad when we don't get it. But this is another way, this anger that kind of builds and this resentment that builds, builds, builds until it's finally it just explodes out. And it can be something totally unrelated that we get mad about. Okay. So my recent blow up was actually more, not that, I'm better at that now, at bringing things up and that sort of thing. But this one was more of a trigger. So I don't usually like to use the word trigger because it kind of implies you don't have any control over it. But it's something that maybe it's more like unconscious, right? There's something that isn't right in your awareness, but something brings it up. And all of a sudden you just feel super mad. So like of all things, when I got mad about, it, I was trying to teach my kids about how like lately I've been trying to, I'm a Christian guy and I believe in God. I believe in Satan, that they're both around. And so I've been just trying to say out loud, like Satan, leave Jesus, come in, right? when I'm feeling angry or upset or whatever, and they weren't listening. And I got so mad, so mad, uh, totally lost my temper, worst 
example ever to the kids, right? Is in front of the kids, is with my wife, all of that. Uh, it was bad. And so, you know, I went back and was like, what is that about? Um, and we'll get to that. So if, if there's something that just kind of out of the blue, something just makes you so mad very quickly, uh, you need to learn how to get to the bottom of that. And we'll talk about that a little bit. Um, so that's a little bit different than the, the volcano, but it's like, <laughs> like you threw something in the volcano and made it explode, right? So then there's what I'll call the coping method. Um, uh, Brooke Castillo from the Life Coach School would call it buffering, which is pretty good. I, I like that term also. So when we get mad or we get stressed out, it raises cortisol in our body. Okay. The way that we sort of decrease cortisol is by doing something that increases or releases dopamine. It's kind of what we naturally want to do. Now, the problem comes when we try to lower our stress or lower our cortisol by doing things that are eventually damaging to us. So maybe that's alcohol, maybe that's drugs, maybe that's pornography or sex with someone besides your wife. Maybe that's buying stuff beyond what kind of makes sense for your budget um, and your income. Maybe it's watching shows or movies, but to the point where it's like becoming a problem. Maybe it's eating treats or other food, fatty food that it, look, it works. Like you feel good for a little bit. It, it releases dopamine. You feel less stressed, but eventually it causes problems, right? So this coping method, these are the two ways we tend to deal with anger. We push it down, push it down, push it down until it explodes. Or we just try to get rid of it by doing something that makes us feel good for a little bit. Okay. Typical, normal things that we do. Okay. So why does this not work? The volcano method, it doesn't work because it's built on dishonesty. Okay. You're being dishonest to yourself. You're being dishonest to the people around you. It's resentment that's building. It's mosquito. So look, when you finally do explode too, you're, you just invoke fear in the people around you. And that's very unattractive, right? It shows you can't manage your emotions. Well, it's unattractive, creates problems for you, creates problems for your relationship, all of that. Okay. The coping method, you know, it doesn't get to the root of the problem, right? And the coping methods that you use, they take you away from being productive. They take you away from solving problems. They take you away from being healthy, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, physically, in all areas, depending on what coping device you like to go to, um, they're going to impact you in those ways. So what do you do instead? So instead of letting things build up all the time, right, you want to use the volcano extinguisher. <laughs> so you want to, as much as you can, avoid that buildup. Well, how do you do that? It's pretty simple, but if you're not used to doing it, it's, it's, it's difficult, Okay. Like if you ask someone how to lose weight, they'd say eat less and exercise more. That's pretty much all you need to do. But the problem is you've built up habits and things that need to be changed. So if you are trying to, if you're a person that has the volcano method, right, where you don't say anything, don't say anything, don't say anything, then you explode. A lot of times we don't say anything because we don't want to hurt the other person's feelings. Okay. Now, if you go to the very beginning of my podcast, you're going to understand why we can't make ourselves responsible for the emotions of other people. Um, doesn't work. Drives us crazy. Okay. So we want to be honest instead. Okay. That's the simple answer, right? Again, it's simple, but if you're not used to doing it, it's difficult because it's a new pattern. It's a totally new way of thinking. 
So the way you avoid that buildup is you be honest. You be honest with your wife about what you want and what you don't want, what you like and what you don't like. Okay. That's really all it is. Whether that's with money, that's with sex, that's with in-laws, that's with parenting, that's with religion, that's with health, that's with the holidays, you know, whatever, right? You see something you don't like, instead of being like, oh, you know, I'm not really going to say anything, but that bothers me. Or, you know, I I really don't want to hurt her feelings, so I can't bring this up, right? Instead, you say, hey, I know this is a sensitive subject, but something's been on my mind. I, I want to tell you what's going on, right? And now that's not bubbling up, bubbling up, bubbling up until it explodes. Yeah, it's going to maybe be a difficult conversation, but another thing you'll learn, you know, if you join the Strongman system, you go through the podcast is how to communicate in a good way, right? To understand her perspective first, then present yours, um, how to ask for what you want from your wife in a recent podcast is a good one. This idea of understanding her perspective, being a good man, understanding her perspective, then explain your point of view. Okay. But what you can't do is just not say anything, Right. And then get mad, mad, mad and let it blow up. Okay. So you ask for what you want. Okay. That's what we're talking about. And then, so in some cases, right, if your marriage is in a very difficult spot right now, you know, it could be that you're saying things like, okay, um, you know, you're trying to decide if you even want to continue the marriage, right? Whether that's because there's no respect, there's no connection, uh, your wife has filed for divorce, whatever, right? Um, or she's separated and she just is fine with the separation and you are not fine with it or not fine with the financial arrangements or whatever, you know, um, you know, you need to decide how to make a request and then what you will do if your request is not met. Okay. So if that's with money, maybe you you know, I want you to spend less, so we'll, we'll separate bank accounts. Okay. Sex is a little bit trickier, but you want to ask for what you want. Make sure you're being attractive and then decide for yourself, like is sex in this way, something that I'm okay with in the marriage or not, right? Am I willing to leave the marriage over this or not? That's very personal, personal decision. Uh, with in-laws, kind of same thing, you know, how much time is appropriate to spend. Most of the time, if you'll just approach it in a good way, you can get to a win-win agreement right? There are times where you just can't reach an agreement on something important and a marriage might have to end, right? That is possible. But for the most part, I mean, you guys married each other because you liked each other, right? There's some attraction there. You're able to build on some common ground. So if you can remember and bring back those skills of like, Hey, actually, I like this person. I care about this person. Let me understand your perspective right? Let's work together. Let's see if we can get to something that works for both of us, right? Most of the time, guys, you are going to be able to find something that works for both of you, okay? So again, that's how you avoid the volcano, is you just bring up the problems, you risk hurting her feelings, you risk her being mad at you, you risk all of that because you need to, right? So you don't have volcano eruption, or coping, or coping problem, right? <laughs> Where you just like, oh, I don't want to talk about it, so I'll go eat treats. Or I don't want to talk about it, so I'm going to go drink. Or I don't want to talk about it, so I'm going to go hang with my friends. Or complain to my mom, or whatever, right? <laughs> so until you just get really mad. All right. So instead of going to unhealthy coping, coping mechanisms to raise your dopamine, the way that you can cope effectively is to raise your coping, raise your dopamine in healthy ways. So this is the, the strategy I 
really recommend highly that I did not use the other day that I wish I would have <laughs> is naming the emotion, right? So when I started feeling angry, one of the best things you can do is just say, I feel angry immediately. This has been studied, okay? It calms your brain down when you name the emotion. You're not as in that state, okay? If you can just name the emotion. So um, a while back, my uh, my cousin and I, we created a, a program to help people overcome pornography that kind of works through this. And we just made an app. It's called Urge Processor. You can get it on the app store now um, and check it out. It'll help you kind of walk through these um walk through these steps to name your emotions. If you're trying to beat a bad habit, whether that's losing your temper or pornography or whatever, I really recommend grabbing it, checking it out. Again, that's Urge Processor is the name of the app. It has like a blue U with like some steps on it. <coughs> app Store or uh, Play Store, uh, Google Play Store. So again, name the emotion. I feel angry. Feel it in your body. Recognize it. Okay. We call them feelings because we feel them in our body. They're a sensation we feel in our body. So I feel angry. Where is it? It's in my chest. Okay. It's hot. It's red. It's rising to my throat. It's going out to my limbs. Now, the times that I do this, especially in front of my kids, I kind of feel silly like saying this and doing this, but I don't explode almost ever if I do this, if I actually name it and say where I'm feeling it in my body. Okay. And then deal with it appropriately. Okay. So how do you deal with it? Well, you're in a high cortisol, a fight or flight response, uh, a lot of chemicals going through your body that are making you want to fight or run away or freeze, right? One of those. So one of the easiest ways to combat this is just taking some slow breaths. So simple, right? It activates your vagus nerve, um, which triggers the parasympathetic nervous system or the rest and digest system. Basically, it slows that whole reaction down. That's all it takes, guys. Just like five slow breaths. Even just one or two, like it really works quickly. Okay. Cause when you're, when you're worked up, you're breathing fast, like, come on, you know, you're, you're ready to, to fight, right. Or run away or whatever. So slow your breathing down. It'll slow this whole reaction down, especially if you're able to name it first, feel it in your body first. Okay. So the other thing you can do is find ways to increase your dopamine in a healthy way right? So that's with your body. You can do exercise, just move around, eat some healthy food, you know, something that tastes good, but that is still uh, healthy. It's not going to, you know, cause damage to you. With your mind, you can read, you can write, you can journal, you can music, you can uh, listen to music. Now, again, your, your body's kind of in that mode. So take some slow breaths. If you can get calm enough to kind of read or write or journal or whatever, great. If you can't, you know, just walk out, you know, walk around for a little bit, do that slow breathing, do some of these other things until you feel a little more calm or just exercise, get that energy out in a, in a healthy way. Sometimes you'll hear people say like, go punch something. The, what I've read about that and kind of studied and understand about that is you don't really want to train that into your uh, nervous system, right? That when I'm angry, I hit stuff because you know, when you're with your wife, or you're with your kids, you don't want your brain to be going there, right? You want to be going to, okay, let me name it. Let me take some breaths, right? Let me exercise. Sure. Like if I, if I want to go out later and, and whatever, and uh, punch a punching bag or whatnot, you know, 
that's okay, but I don't want to train myself when I'm angry, I punch stuff, okay? Uh, so for your heart, healthy ways to cope, reaching out to a friend, again, listening to music is a good thing to do. Just getting getting connected with other people in, in one way or another. Uh, spiritually, prayer, meditation, scriptures. So the other thing too, guys, is you don't want to only take care of yourself in this way when you're mad, right? Or else it doesn't quite work as well. Like if you're only meditating when you're mad, you're going to say it doesn't work. Or if you're only trying to breathe slow when you're mad, it doesn't really work. What you want to be doing is training these skills, not in the moment that you need them. (laughs) Okay. So if you're building up that dopamine, that healthy dopamine consistently, right? You're exercising regularly, you're eating healthy, you're getting good movement in your body, you're reading stuff you like, you're writing, you're spending time with friends, you're listening to music you like, you're praying, you're doing your meditation, uh, you know, you're out with people, you're serving, right? Uh, you're giving back in a way that's meaningful to you. When you're doing all that, really your anger doesn't rise as much in general. So when you build these into your normal pattern, that helps you control your temper because you're not so prone to get so upset so easily. Okay. So look, losing your temper, it does it's a problem, right? It shows emotional weakness. It happens, right? So you want to show emotional strength afterwards by apologizing. So that's what I did with my family the other day, right? Came in, you know, just told them I was very sorry that that was not appropriate. Now we talked about identifying the triggers, right? We wanted to get to the root of these triggers. So for me, right, the root of this was when I was growing up, sometimes I saw that my family, including me, wasn't super respectful of my dad, especially when he would get upset about something and even would like laugh sometimes if he got upset about something. Now, I don't want that to be me, right? I want to be respected by my family and the people around me, right? And so just when I saw that, when I was trying to share something serious, people were not listening. They were laughing. They were joking around, right? It just suddenly, boom, just kind of kicked up that flame. But I was able to kind of look back and kind of realize and recognize, okay, yeah, that's where it came from. So what I need to work on now, right, is figuring out what I'm going to do if that happens again. Okay, so I'm trying to share something important. People aren't paying attention, right? What am I going to do? First of all, how am I going to think about that? Because right now, what I think about is, well, they they don't respect me and I have to make them respect me. Okay. So then I feel angry. My action is to kind of get in their face. My intention is to sort of scare them into paying attention to me. And the result is like, I come off looking emotionally weak overall and maybe I scare them, but it definitely doesn't create a good relationship. Okay. So instead, you know, I could tell myself something like, look, you know, I'm important. My opinion's valuable. Maybe they're not ready to listen right now. Let's choose a time that's more appropriate. Right. Then I give myself that validation that my opinion does matter because I believe that. Like my opinion is valuable. Um, I want to share things that are important to me with my family, right? But I want to do it at a time when they're receptive too. So, you know, and they often are, right? <laughs> it's just if I come in guns blazing, like people freak out, right? They're in fight or flight mode and they don't really know how to respond very well. Um, So, you know, it's just working through 
and reminding myself of that beforehand, right? You got to prepare beforehand instead of walking in there and then getting hit again, right? You want to, so I took my hit. I have to take the time now to sit down and figure out, prepare myself for next time, right? So I like that idea of just telling myself, look, your opinion's valuable. You know, you want to share it with people when they're ready and interested in hearing it, okay? That works for me. I feel calm with that. My action would be to either share it now or just ask them if there's a better time to share it later, right? Because it's something important. I think, uh, you know, I'd like to share it with them. My intention would just be to share wisdom that I feel is useful. And the result would be either we don't talk about it right now and we talk about it later is probably what would happen, right? So it just works out better that way. Okay. So yeah, yeah. Give yourself that appreciation, respect you're wanting from others. Yeah. My opinion is valuable. What I think does matter. Because if you're always looking from that from the outside, another gentleman I've been working with recently brought this up a lot that in his upbringing, you know, people were not really giving praise very much. And the idea of you giving praise to yourself was really kind of looked down upon and not okay. But what we found was, you know, if you're not going to give yourself that validation, like we all need it. And so if you're not going to give it to yourself, you're always looking for someone to give it to you. And that's not a great way to live either. So when you appreciate yourself, you value yourself, you value your opinion, you know, you come off as stronger and because you are stronger, you're not so dependent on the people around you. So again, naming your emotions, feeling them, dealing with them appropriately, it shows great emotional strength and maturity. Okay, It makes you more alive. It makes you understand other people more, right? When you can understand your own emotions, you can understand when someone else is feeling angry or upset. You know how that feels in their body. If you know what you feel like when you feel sad and you see someone else sad, you know what that feels like, right? So, and also look, we're made to experience this life, right? And anger is part of that. The feeling of anger, the feeling of sadness, the feeling of anxiety, right? It's all part of life. Uh, the feeling of happiness and joy, right? Um, those hard times help us appreciate those good emotions better. Hard emotions, difficult emotions help us appreciate the good emotions better. And when you can do this, right, you can manage your emotions on your own. You're able to not be so dependent on other people to tell you you're respected or great or whatever, right? But you can own that for yourself, value yourself and value the people around you, right? That makes you very attractive, okay? Versus losing your temper, which really makes you like either scary or stupid or a combination of both, which I definitely was just a few days ago. So <laughs> the skills you need, right? to make this work, to control your temper. One is a good sense of self-worth. And I consider that spiritual strength, right? Of knowing that you have value, that your opinions matter, that just as a person, you are worthwhile and worthy. Okay? I get that from knowing I'm a son of God and um, knowing what Jesus did for me, right? If that's not you, you're not a Christian person. You, know, you can find that from other places. I, I recommend an infinite source for that. So, you also need mental strength, the mental strength to be able to get insight into your thoughts, to identify triggers, right? And then to put new thoughts in that are going to work better for you. You need emotional strength to name, feel, and deal with your emotions appropriately. You need emotional strength and intelligence to avoid the buildup of anger and communication skills also to let your wife know in an effective way, you know, what's bothering you and working towards solutions that work for both of you. Okay. So guys, you can learn all these skills and more in the strongman system. This is what we talk about. How do we be stronger men? How do we be great uh, 
just great men first, then how do we be great husbands? Okay. So great men, you know, great. If you're a Christian person and great Christian person, someone who's following Jesus in their life, someone that's following God, right? Someone that's true to their beliefs and values. Okay. That's first. Second is being a great husband. Next is being a great father, right? So these are the skills that we learn about in the Strongman system. You need all this spiritual, mental, emotional, physical, sexual strength. Those combined make you ready to go, right? Ready to be that strong and loving leader of your home, an example of real manhood to ourselves, our families, and the world. And that's what the Strongman system is really about. So you learn that. You can visit MikeFraserMD.com to join. It's $2,500. My guarantee to you is if you do the work in the program, it's going to be worth that $2,500 or you get it back. But you got to do the work, right? You got to build these strengths. I'm telling you, you know, when you can feel this powerful, when you can feel that you know you have value, that you know you can handle any emotion that comes your way, that you know how to manage your brain in a way that you can create the results that you want in your life, you know, there's really nothing better than that. You know, so that sounds like it's worth $2,500 to you. Come join. All right. MikeFraserMD.com. All right. Stay strong, men. We'll see you next episode. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please leave a review on iTunes and share the episode with a friend so we can help create stronger men and stronger marriages across the world. And if you're ready to take your strength training and your marriage to the next level, visit strongmenstrongmarriages.com to learn how. I'll see you there.